Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour. I'm Dr. Mystery, your host here with Donna Lee, our co-host. Hello. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday to everyone. And we are joined by one of our really good friends, a really good friend and partner in the practice, Dr. Max Kerr. Yes, I'm happy to be here, guys. Welcome. Well, Max, uh, thanks a lot for joining us. Um, You are a dentist and uh, you are someone that has partnered with us to help men when it comes to obstructive sleep apnea or OSA. I thought we would take an opportunity today to talk about obstructive sleep apnea, how we go about treating it, why is it important? Why does a urologist or why would a urologist be interested in obstructive sleep apnea? And uh, uh, I'd love for you to give us some insight. You know, a piece of this kind of goes back to how I ended up meeting you. How right before I let you touch my my junk, I was uh, <laughs> I was running low yeah, on testosterone. Well, actually, it's I was running. Deal, you have probably, to get Doctor Mystery yeah. to touch your junk before you start, start a doing work. Yeah, right. exactly. I will tell you that a lot of my friends let me touch them. <laughs> It's, he has nice soft hands. But either way, we're, let's talk about sleep. So for the longest time, I was just not feeling all that well. You know, I was laying on the couch. Um, I'd been married for probably about five years. And I just wasn't feeling as manly, so to speak, as uh, as I was when I was in my 20s. I, every time I worked out, it, it took me a long time to recover. And I wasn't really building muscle the way I'd want to. You know, that's when kind of testosterone or low T started kind of coming into the fray. And I went to you. And so we started working together. And I started feeling so much better after, you know, getting into the whole testosterone replacement therapy. That's right. I had had latent obstructive sleep apnea the whole time, probably since I was in my 20s. And so because of that, I was more than likely diminishing or losing the production of my testosterone. Dentistry all of a sudden kind of became the, you know, the front line of defense of sleep apnea because we are essentially the gatekeepers of the mouth, which is one of the biggest inlets of air, so to speak. You bring up just um, – a critical association, Correct. which is that of obstructive sleep apnea and low testosterone. And the overlap we see between those two conditions is tremendous. I think not in small part because a lot of overweight people also have low testosterone and have sleep apnea. Chicken or the egg, right? So are you overweight because you don't have any testosterone, you're sleeping poorly, or are you sleeping poorly, you don't have any testosterone because you're overweight? And and I would argue that more than likely, you're probably there's a structural issue behind this that we can help with an oral appliance. So that's kind of coming full circle. That's when you and I started working together. You know, you were my urologist, or still am, helping me with my testosterone. I said, hey, can we help people sleep better and change some of these guys' lives uh, like you've changed mine? The only thing that could treat people with sleep apnea, which is the obstruction of breathing while you're sleeping, or, you know, sometimes people hear people gasping at night, and that's what obstructive sleep apnea is. So you don't fully sleep, and because you, since you don't fully sleep, you don't have adequate hormonal production. And so I came to you and said, hey, let's see if we can start helping some of this, some some people like that. And so what we can do instead of using a CPAP, which is the traditional mode of treatment, we can use an oral device. And that oral device can actually help people sleep better. You know, besides testosterone, obstructive sleep apnea and uh, various urologic conditions are very much reported in our literature. Frequent urinating at night, fatigue. Then we talk about high blood pressure, cardiovascular consequences of obstructive sleep apnea, all of these things are there. So when you come to our office and you're asked uh, a sleep questionnaire on your check-in, that's why. It's because there's such an overlap. I think that a lot of men 
have a real resistance to this idea that they have sleep apnea because they all have a hunting buddy and that hunting buddy brings his CPAP and he just thinks it's such a onerous and burdensome thing and never wants to even think of it for himself. Uh, I see a lot of patients come in being very resistant to the idea of, uh, of even getting tested. What are some benefits they can get from getting treated, no matter what the treatment is, that men can expect to encourage them to get tested? First of all, congratulations for bringing such a holistic approach to treating men's health. I think it's amazing because it does so much of a large service. It, it really changes lives, changes relationships. That guy that's hunting with you who's snoring really bad has to wear that CPAP. You know, he's on a spectrum of sleep apnea. So one could be very severe. One could very be very light. Either way, if you're not getting that depth of sleep, then it could be impacting your health negatively. And so I personally wear a device, an oral device. What it does is it brings my jaw forward. And when it does that, it allows me to breathe fully in my airway to not collapse. A lot of times people, like you said, wake up multiple times throughout the night or are tossing and turning and think that's normal sleep. Well, really... You should be able to close your eyes, wake up maybe once to piss, and then wake up when the alarm's going off or when your kids are hitting you in the face. It shouldn't look like this tossing and rolling and turning all the time and pissing three or four times a night. So when I wear my device, it's a full night's sleep with – and then I wake up fully rested, whereas now – and I'm ready to – take on a day, a 12-hour day. I feel like it's a fad industry to come up with something that you can get over the counter to help with snoring. We've gone through nasal strips and we've gone through electrical devices that people wear on them and and you can buy off the shelf. And I think that, unfortunately, because a lot of them don't work that well, the whole idea of treating sleep apnea has gotten kind of a bad rap. You know, I want to reverse it just a little bit. The reason it's a fad is because there's a need and people are just trying to fill the need Mm -hmm. commercially, right? right. And so that's why I think it's very important, like yourself, a, a medical professional, be able to diagnose the issue if it is just primary snoring or if it is mild, moderate, or severe obstructive sleep apnea, and then find the correct modality to treat that. I think that's the most important thing. With this oral device, not ones that you would find on Amazon, but with a custom-made oral device, you're going to get 85 to 90% success, just like a CPAP, with mild to moderate cases of sleep apnea, which is what 30% of the population out there struggle with, both men and women. And a women. much higher compliance rate. Oh, because, it's easy. I wear it every night. Because I, I, I tell people all the time uh, that I think that if, 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 if I have a patient that tells me they're using their CPAP machine, I think they're lying to me because I think that the uh, overall compliance of people using that CPAP for, you know, even if it gives them a benefit, which is the real shame, it, even though it makes them feel better, they just don't like it either because they're, they don't they – don't, sleep on their back or they have some excuse or they don't want to make a lot of noise or yeah you don't want to add more steps to the sleeping process right sleep is when you're removing steps and so while i'm never going to poo-poo cpap because i think it's an amazing modality of care especially for extreme cases i think for the vast majority of the population that have sleep issues or breathing issues i think a oral device is just as effective i think for the for the appropriately identified patient, yeah. it certainly makes a lot of sense, at least to explore something. Yeah, you um, got to do something. And it's the only reason that we we feel so comfortable. Our relationship with you is really based upon the fact that My we junk. know that it's not a... <laughs> no? It, oh. it is, it is not just are. a one-stop <laughs> shop or a... Or a I'm sorry. It's not, it's not a, it's not a one-size-fits-all kind of uh, modality. I mean, if, if patients need in-home sleep studies, we can do that. If they need... In a clinic, sleep studies, we can do that. If they need um, a CPAP, we have people that can, and we'll refer you to someone that can do that. 
If an oral plan is going to work, we have people that are going to do that, really gearing towards that. And if I think weight loss is going to help your sleep apnea, then we have a nutritionist in the house. If we think testosterone is going to help you sleep better, we have that too. You actually helped me lose, I want to say, about 30 or 40 pounds. And so, you know, I, I just appreciate working with you guys. Well, I think that uh, it's been um, a really good partnership for both of us. So when patients uh, are going to be at risk for sleep apnea, what are some symptoms they might have? So if you wake up tired, if you don't wake up very refreshed, if you're falling, taking naps throughout the day, if you're dozing off especially while you're driving, or if you're dozing off during movies, um, if you're overall feeling unrefreshed and don't have energy to move forward, whether it be with workouts or just normal life, then I would definitely recommend that you get a home sleep test done at Northwest Neurology um, because you guys offer them. Well, I think that uh, you know when, when you're coming in for your evaluation with us, that's certainly uh, one of the avenues we might take. Um, I think that um, snoring has, has been largely uh, kind of identified as the most common associated symptom. So if you're a big snorer or you guys are sleeping in separate bedrooms because of how bad your snoring is and you haven't been tested for obstructive sleep apnea, it's certainly something that I would encourage you to do. Yeah, it's not natural to have that loud a decibel. It's okay to have some mild snoring, but when you're pushing people away from you due to the, the noise coming out of your mouth while you're sleeping, then then it could be a sign of disease. Saving well, divorces all over town. Amen. <laughs> Good job. It's been my pleasure to have Dr. Max Kerr here uh, to talk about obstructive sleep apnea. Uh, The name of his organization is Sleep Better Austin, and they're at sleepbetteraustin.com. Thanks a lot for joining us today. Thanks, brother. Thanks for everything you've done with me. Well, thank you. Donna, uh, I guess we're going to be right back. Probably won't have time for too many messages here. Yep, we'll be right back. The Armor Men's Health Hour will be right back. If you have questions for Dr. Mystery, email him at armormenshealth at gmail.com. 